Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. For Tuesday, April 27th, 2021, we're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Call him. Make him your dentist today. Do what I did. Take control of your dental health once and for all. 317-849-2933. The number. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Ring the bell. Do all that stuff. Let's talk about sports. We're two days away from the NFL draft. This is, we keep talking about it, but it bears talking about because this is really important for the Indianapolis Colts and all the other 31 franchises of the NFL. No draft is more important than the NFL draft. And for the Colts this year, they got to lead this draft with the starting left tackle. They don't have a starting left tackle on their roster. Sam Tevy is not the answer to that positional need. So, who do you take? Do you trade down? Because right now, the Colts only have six picks. Chris Ballard loves them picks. He loves trading back. He loves preying upon the frustration and the panic of other franchises to bulk up his inventory of draft picks. Of course, they're going to trade back. That's what the Colts do. There are a lot of left tackles. Once you get beyond Penay Sewell and Slater and Vera Tucker, there are a lot of left tackles who cluster in that next group. There are probably four or five of them. Somebody's going to slip back to 27, 28, 29, and that's where the sweet spot is for the Colts to trade back. you got the Ravens at 27, the Saints at 28, the Packers at 29. They've all got third-round inventory that they can dispatch to Indianapolis in exchange for that 21st pick along with their first-round pick. I think that somewhere in that kind of niche, at 27 to 29 area, I think that's where Chris Ballard does his damage. You'd like to maybe do a deal with the Jaguars, but trading with the Jaguars, that's, that's uh, intradivisional trading, and that doesn't happen very often. The Jaguars aren't going to help the Colts become a championship contending team, and vice versa. And so those two teams likely not to deal with one another. But the Colts going to be able to trade back and get a quality left tackle among them at this point. And valuations are all over the map. So who knows? You know, you could get a guy like Little. Do you get a guy like Little at 28? Or do you get a guy like Little at 45? This has got to be driving agents nuts. Because these valuations are all over the road. You got some guys like Sam Cosme, some people are projecting as a first rounder out of Texas, right? Sam Cosme, terrific athlete, looks like a left tackle. Some people have him in the third round. It's got to be driving people nuts. Same thing with Walker Little. Nobody's seen him play really substantially since 2018. It's been a while. Ballard has decisions to make. It would be utterly fantastic if the Colts had the positional depth necessary to be able to take a guy like Newsom out of, uh, out of Northwestern as a quarterback, but you can't continue to chase cornerbacks. You can't, and this is the problem with the draft. When you make a mistake, like Ballard did with Quincy Wilson back in 2017, you take a guy like that and you miss, then you've got to take Rocky Yassin, who they took 34th overall a couple of years ago. Yassin not necessarily a starting quality quarterback. He makes mistakes. He gets called for P.I. and defensive holding all the time. And so if you, if you spend a pick 
a 34th overall pick on a guy like that after trying to cover for your mistake with Quincy Wilson. And then another two years later, you got to use a first rounder to take Newsom. What are you doing, right? That's three picks to cover one spot. You don't want to do that if you're Greg ba- or Chris Ballard. Greg Ballard used to be the mayor of Indianapolis. He isn't the general manager of the Colts. Hell no. Anyway, the Colts, and then you got to get an edge rusher, and there are a bunch of guys at edge that, that you kind of like and not a bunch that you really buy into. Quiddy Pay could be terrific. Jalen Phillips could be terrific, but he's got health issues. Had to retire from football, for God's sake, when he was at UCLA. You've got a guy like Jason Away, who is a, an athletic freak, but might be a swing and a miss. Do you take a shot on Jason Away early at 21 or at 27 through 29 and take a left tackle in the second or third round? Ballard's got decisions to make, and it's going to be fascinating, not just on the first night, Thursday night, but on Friday night, too. Going to be absolutely riveting to watch this NFL draft transpire if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. I put a thing out yesterday, who's the best shooter in Indiana basketball history? And people came back again and again and again saying, Steve Alford, Alford, and it's not close. Hey, if you didn't see Jay Edwards shoot the basketball, you missed something. It was awesome to watch Jay Edwards shoot. Jay Edwards' jump shot from beyond the arc defied physics. It landed on the rim when it hit the rim. It landed on the rim so damn soft you couldn't hear it. It was fantastic. However, Steve Alford, how about this for Alford? Arguments for Alford hit 53% in the one year that he played with a three-point shot his senior year. Of, he shot 202 times. Indiana as a team hit better than 50% from beyond the arc in in, uh, 86-87. Alford shot 202 of the 256 threes that Indiana put up that year. But he wasn't the highest percentage three-point shooter on that team. Cree Smith, for God's sake, the actor, right? Uh, Cree Smith hit seven of eight from beyond the arc. Who knew? I didn't know until I looked it up. Jay Edwards is a freshman at Indiana. The year after Alford's senior year, hit 53.6% from beyond the arc, 48% for his career at Indiana, which lasted only two years. Jay Edwards was awesome. And I got a question last night. It was interesting. Who's the guy with the greatest amount of of potential wasted at Indiana during his career? I'd say it's the same answer as the best shooter. It's Jay Edwards. Jay Edwards was phenomenally gifted as a basketball player, not just as a shooter, but an overall player. And uh, that potential wasted in large part. Uh, Butler. Added Dave Raglan to the staff. He spent some time. If you're an Indiana basketball fan, you might remember him on the staff at Valpo or on the staff at Indiana State. Uh, lately, he's been on the staff at Utah State. He's coming to Butler. Good for Butler adding that uh, piece. The Blazers at the Pacers tonight, 7 o'clock. Pacers are in kind of that nether region of the playoff contention race. They're ninth in the East. This year, ninth place kind of gets in into this 7 through 10 playoff dream that Adam Silver had to have that's uh, just ridiculous. The format is so complicated and so silly that I I don't know why it even exists. Uh, They are two games in back of the Heat. They're one game in back of the Hornets. 
If they could get to the seventh seed or the eighth seed, they got a really good chance of playing in the real first round and not this play-in nightmare. Um, but they're going to have to play well down the stretch, including tonight against the Blazers. That's a game that they should win. Adrian Moss has been named the head coach at Franklin uh, Community High School. Good for Adrian. He, he played AU basketball with my son, like everybody in the world did. Uh, they're all coaches. Ben Botts, an assistant at Ball State. Zach Hahn, the head coach at Center Grove. John Ashworth, the head coach at Decatur Central. Nate Blank is coaching. All of these guys wound up being coaches. And we used to say when we watch it, it's like having five coaches on the floor. Little did we know. Uh, Jordan Bohannon is coming back to Iowa. The all-time leader at Iowa in games played, assists, and all kinds of statistics. He's coming back for his sixth year. This is how ludicrous the NCAA's uh, allowance of an additional year of eligibility is. Bohannon coming back, a, a sixth year, like I said, he's going to take minutes away from a kid who wants to play college basketball. You're not going to continue to allow people these free years of eligibility. What, for, toward what end is Jordan Bohannon coming back to Iowa to do what? Educate, this should be about education, not just basketball. Jordan Bohannon's already played 143 damn games of college basketball. What is it about another year that is going to allow Jordan Bohannon to extract more good stuff out of the NCAA and out of the University of Iowa. It's completely preposterous. They should have bit the bullet, said, hey, bad things happen, adversity occurs, deal with it, move on with your lives. No, just going to keep... Jordan Bohannon is turning college basketball into his profession, and he's making the NCAA a laughing stock by doing it. Uh, Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? How do you think I feel about that rule? I think it's terrible, and I am always a player's first guy, always. But this is just silly. This doesn't even make sense to allow these guys to come back for a, for a sixth year, an extra year, a bonus year of eligibility. And it doesn't matter that Indiana doesn't have anybody taking advantage of that. I don't care about that. Uh, I just think, you know what, you get four years, use them as you will, and then move on with your life. Like spending six years in college is just silly. Who's done that? Anyone? (laughs) Sure, I spent six years in Bloomington. So what? I wouldn't play basketball. All right. Uh, Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, Frank Bubas, happy birthday, Ed Thompson. Stephen Woloshin, happy birthday, and J.J. Pounds. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. Inside Indiana Sports Now, what do you think we're talking about? We're talking about the NBA draft, and if somehow or another Keon Brooks winds up in the transfer portal, finally, everybody keeps waiting for this guy to put his name in the transfer portal or ask Kentucky to put his name in it. It continues not to happen, but boy, people write about it a lot, don't they? We'll talk to you a little bit later today. Can't wait.